Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or COMPASS, is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass in Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. And while you're at the website, click on the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows. You can subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. Now, chances are many of us have heard some common financial myths, and while many of those myths are easily dismissed as unrealistic as soon as you hear them, others probably leave you asking, could that really be true? Especially if you're Tony Shore. Uh, Oh, wait, did I jump the gun? I was going to introduce you, Tony. (laughs) No, 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 I'm just kidding. So today's episodes, we're going to discuss some common financial myths. And Tony, as I took a crack at you before you even had a chance to speak, I, I want to retract that statement. Of course, you, <laughs> you're you not one of the ones that say is that actually true, but how are you doing today anyhow? Oh, no, I've said that. <laughs> <laughs> Usually after each show we do together. Is that actually true, Matt? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And have I told you what I think about web addresses that have a hyphen in them? I'm just no, really, please go into it for me. <laughs> Again, we've covered that on earlier shows. Hey, we did it. We did it early on. Like we were one of the first people with an actual URL and uh, we decided we were going to go with the company name and add the hyphen. That was yeah. before they added all the other rules. And we're like, oh, we're living with it. <laughs> no, I know. Let the world change around us. I know. No, you're fine. You're good. Well, seriously, though, a great topic because I have heard things. And obviously, before I started uh, working with you and and listening to your advice here on the show, uh, there were myths that I thought were true, you know, I mean, and I'm sure we're going to cover them like, you know, um, I'm going to pay less in taxes when I retire and, uh, you know, Medicare is going to cover my expenses. I don't want to, you know, uh, spoil them all, but I know you have a lot to talk about today. And I think this is an interesting topic. I'm, I know we've all had somebody like a friend or a coworker or a neighbor tell us about a financial issue or state of fact, quote unquote, that if you peel it back, it's probably a myth, right? Yeah. Now, those were two I wasn't going to cover, but let me make a note so maybe we can get to those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's so many floating around out there. It's like the sewer in it. You know, they all float down there. Uh, Gross. (laughs) Yeah. So let's start with some Social Security myths. They've been really gaining some steam, especially during this current pandemic. There was an online financial, well, there still is, publication of The Motley Fool. And they addressed some of these in an article. Uh, 
aptly titled three social security myths you shouldn't believe during COVID-19. Now, the first thing the article addresses is a scary one. It's the myth that the pandemic will completely wipe out social security. Yikes. Uh, yeah. As the article notes, the myth seems like it could be believable because payroll taxes are one of social security's primary funding sources. This year, the government claims a 12.4% tax on up to $137,700 in earnings. Now, salaried workers pay half of that 12.4%. The companies they work for pay the other half. And self-employed workers pay the entire 12.4% themselves. So that's where this one is starting from. Interesting. So uh, obviously with less people working, um, you know, uh, that's probably where this started. And I know we're talking about myths here, but I have to say uh, with the unemployment rate, I would think Social Security is looking at a very serious revenue dip. Well, it's not completely incorrect because so many Americans are currently out of work. They aren't contributing payroll taxes on their wages. So it's clear Social Security is losing revenue right now, may well be losing revenue for much of the remainder of 2020. Uh, but the reality is, while a revenue dip may well be a setback for Social Security, there's no evidence to support the idea That'll be that it's going to doom the program forever. So, in fact, once the economy recovers, the unemployment begins to take and begins to take downward. Social Security's revenue stream will begin to stabilize. Oh, that's cool. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's a, that's good as long as it keeps stable. And I know they're not going to let Social Security go away. They'll they'll constantly, you know, uh, prop it back up, so to speak. But um, what if our current high levels of unemployment continue throughout the rest of the year? Well, you know, so there's another thing you can sometimes think about these things. It's like, is the opposite possibly true? You know, when the, when the, when the unemployment rate was at record lows recently, did everybody start saying, yay, Social Security will last forever? No. No. So it's a formula, right? It's based on big numbers. So, yeah, I, you know, even if the scenario plays out with unemployment down, it won't come close to wiping out Social Security. The, the article notes that. And I think, you know, again, test it out. It, they're is there are there problems with social security as it stands yes that's why some of the ages have changed and when you're going to get your full retirement age it, that when that's going to happen changes but it's not in danger of running out anytime too soon good <laughs> that's good news certainly in my opinion oh that's a relief and uh, you know so i'll be ready to shoot that one down if i see somebody talking about it online uh, what do you have for us next well, i'd say stay off line yeah, stay that's off social good, media. It's a great way to stay away from most of these myths or pretty much all the myths that exist on Earth these days, I think. But if you are going to, you know, log on to your social media accounts, another myth you're probably going to see making the rounds is that you can't apply for Social Security during the current pandemic. And while it's true that Social Security began closing field offices in March, that move was made solely to promote social distancing, protect you know, vulnerable people who need to do business at a Social Security office. Oh, okay. So a closed field office doesn't mean that people can't file for Social Security, though, right? Right. So because, you know, we live in this digital age and we also still have the Postal Service, uh, you can easily create a Social Security account online, register for benefits whenever you're ready, as long as you're 62 years or older. Now, to create your online account, you start at ssa.gov. You'll be asked to verify your, your identity with some personal information. You'll also be asked security questions that 
only you'd know the answer to. From there, you'll create username, password, and last, you confirm your email address or phone number. You enter a one-time code within 10 minutes of receiving it to make sure your information's safe. So it's a pretty decent system they have set up. Yeah, I think that is great. So uh, yeah, obviously, we don't want to have to worry about whether Social Security is going to be there or not. And given uh, that so much of our financial lives is already online, it does make sense that Social Security could be managed right from our laptops on the kitchen table. Absolutely. It's a great point. Uh, another potentially harmful Social Security myth, uh, this one keeps seem to be buzzing around, suggests that Social Security recipients who lose their jobs during the pandemic can't file for unemployment benefits. Now, this may not be a huge population of people, but the fact is some people do work and receive Social Security at the same time. Actually, quite a few do. So it might be natural to assume if they lose their job, they'd be out of luck when it comes to unemployment. But that's simply not true. Previously, some states would reduce an unemployment payment if you were on Social Security, but that practice has been eliminated as well. And it's also true that if you're collecting both Social Security and a paycheck before reaching your full retirement age, your FRA, as they may talk about it in the in Social Security lingo, you may have some benefits withheld if your work income is greater than what's known as the earnings test limit. However, unemployment benefits don't count as wages towards that limit, so they shouldn't affect your Social Security. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's really important. Now, uh, why don't we take a moment here to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you, because I know you have a Social Security maximization report you can run for them, and you don't charge for that. That'll show them exactly when they should file and how to file to maximize those benefits. Right. So there's no cost. There's no obligation to that. You simply provide us some of the information. You can do it right online as well, just like you can to sign up for Social Security. Uh, you can get to us by going to www.compass-ltd.com. And at the top left-hand corner of the page, there's a thing called Get Your Risk Analysis, a Color of Money Risk Analysis. And you click on that, enter some information, and through there you can request the Social Security Maximization Report. All right, listeners. And as just a reminder, this is the Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And, of course, today we've been talking about some of the common financial myths that a lot of us hear as we seek to build a strong financial strategy and you've been doing some good myth-busting today, Matt. Uh, what do you have next for us? Well, my discovery show on financial myth-busters. Myth-busters. Now, uh, no, so next, uh, I want to... This thing, I want to focus on Medicare. Since you brought it up, let's let's talk about it. Uh, some of the myths surrounding that. Being able to spot myths from truths can make you feel more confident, especially as you navigate your way towards retirement. Now, these myths, it's from four Medicare myths you shouldn't believe. It was published on Motley Fool as well. It can cause people to misunderstand things. I mean, maybe some good, maybe some bad. The first common Medicare myth is that your coverage is free. Now, first, it's critical to remember that Medicare consists of various parts. Let's just focus on the three bigger ones for now. Part A, that covers hospital care. Part B, that's doctor visits, diagnostics. And Part D, which is prescription drug coverage. Now, Part A doesn't have a premium, but Parts B and D do charge a premium. And without the right strategy, those premiums can certainly eat into your retirement budget. We've actually done whole shows on that a year or two ago, I think, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we have. It's been a while, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was and a while I, back. Yep, exactly. But tell us more about the premiums that you just mentioned. Oh, sure. Uh, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services state in their article, 2020 Medicare Parts A and B Premiums and Deductibles, that the standard Part B premium 
is a $135.50 per month. Now, higher income seniors often have to pay more for Part B. There's no standard premium for Part D because your cost will be determined by the plan you choose. But just like with Part B, higher income seniors will pay an additional monthly charge on top of their standard Part D premiums. Uh, additionally, Medicare also has a variety of co-pays, deductibles, and you're responsible for them, and the full extent of which will depend on the kind of care you end up needing. So ultimately, the key takeaway here, Medicare is definitely not free and can really carry substantial costs. Therefore, a robust financial strategy should clearly factor Medicare into its formula, and really any comprehensive financial planner worth their weight is going to have some of those and you know, have those calculations in your future planning needs. Sure. And that's a good breakdown. What's another common myth when it comes to Medicare? Uh, that it brings presents through the chimney. Yeah, exactly. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I used to think that once I turned 65, uh, this is one of the myths I always believed, uh, that I didn't have to worry about health care costs because I would be covered by Medicare. Right. So, yeah, it, that myth, yeah, all your health care needs will be covered by Medicare. Medicare does cover a variety of medical services for seniors. There, there's a number of health care items it doesn't pay for, though. Yeah. That's, you know, things like dental care, hearing aids, vision services. If you want coverage for those items, you'll need to foot the bill for separate insurance or sign up for Medicare Advantage. That's an alternative to original Medicare, and it provides a broader array of coverage for people. Well, does Medicare address long-term care? We've talked about that, I think, before, and it really doesn't, does it? You are absolutely correct. It doesn't See, address long-term I do long- listen. <laughs> I, I, I can't say never any longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Come on. Uh, yeah. Away. So, yeah, long-term care, like assisted living facilities, nursing homes, aren't covered. In most cases, you'll have to address those needs out of your own pocket. That's why it's often recommended that you purchase something that will take care of your long-term care needs earlier than retirement age when the cost of that's going to be less or a chance of it growing will be greater. Yeah, and long-term care seems to be like one of those perfect topics that you should address with your financial advisor like yourself because you can help people add it to their overall retirement strategy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it is. And that's one of those things, again, if you get out ahead of it, maybe you never need long-term care insurance. Long-term care insurance, especially uh, while there's fewer and fewer policies available, it can be very cost prohibitive. There's a sticker shock to that for a lot of people. But there's also a lot of other options out there that have long-term care benefits to them. So it's definitely something the earlier you get ahead of it, the better off you are down the road. Um, So yeah, definitely something you want to take care of with your planner far ahead of time, whenever possible. Now there is though, is another myth even that some of our listeners have probably heard, and that's that you're automatically enrolled with Medicare when you turn 65. I've heard that. that. I've heard that one. Yeah, that is definitely not the case. Oh, wow. Yeah. If you're already collecting Social Security on your 65th birthday, you'll most likely be put on Medicare parts A and B without having to do anything. However, if that's not your case, you'll need to sign yourself up to avoid penalties down the line. Don't worry, uh, your initial enrollment window is pretty generous. Your window begins three months before you turn 65 and doesn't close until three months after you turn 65. So even if you're relatively forgetful or you don't do things right when you think you should, you have pretty much a six-month window there. Uh, You can 
Also sign up for Medicare online and you can even do it in conjunction with Social Security if you wish. And, you know, that Social Security maximization report we were talking about before, that has some of those important dates, those milestones that you want to take care of. And as we, we review it with people, we'll go over those. It's one of those good things to enter into your calendar way ahead of time. Or, you know, when you're doing business with somebody over time, that's going to be something they're going to continually remind you of so that it just doesn't slip your mind and you don't end up with penalties and you end up enrolled as you should be. Right. Right. And, and that does make sense. So uh, a person should then enroll in Medicare as soon as they're eligible. Is that the case? Uh, that's actually our next myth. <laughs> okay. So there, uh, you've been on Facebook a lot, haven't you? Now, <laughs> while many people are probably smart right to now, sign up actually. for Medicare. <laughs> it's so much more interesting. <laughs> a lot of people, uh, I think, are rather smart for signing up right away. Uh, so they can begin to utilize the benefits it provides. But that's not the case for everybody. If if you're still working when you turn 65 and you're on a group health plan through your job, you might want to sign up for part A since it's free, but maybe you want to sign wait to sign up for the other parts that come with a premium, especially if you have a great plan that you're working with. If you're paying through the nose for your group plan at work and you don't like it, you may want to crunch the number. See if a completely transitioning to Medicare might be the smarter play. Again, this, just like everything else, is there's no one size fits all. So it's really good to work with a financial professional to help you make these decisions. Yeah, huge. Uh, obviously, they need to pick up the phone, give you a call. Um, is there anything else uh, you wanted to talk about? Yeah, well, you know, Tony, as you know, on each episode, we try and tackle another topic related to your financial journey. And if you enjoyed what you've heard, during the show today, or even if you have any questions about it, visit the website, compass-ltd.com. Click on the radio page to listen to more episodes or to replay this one. Again, uh, feel free to contact us directly through the website or by calling 800-339-9252. Our team is always available to help people. It's what we love doing is helping people get these questions answered and living that life that they want also while keeping that eye on the life they want to have in the future. So don't be afraid to call or reach out via the web. All right. Sounds great. And, and this has been a great conversation so far. Uh, I know that uh, it's uh, there are a lot of myths out there. So what's next? Well, the next, uh, I want to take a look at some of the common myths about retirement as a whole. There was a Forbes.com article called Debunked Six Myths About Retirement. I, I guess it's debunked, not debunked, but uh, I, I like the sound <laughs> debunked. Yeah. Uh, and it explains that one common myth is that before you retire, you should have a certain specific amount of money saved up. The reality is strategizing for retirement isn't about setting an arbitrary dollar amount and then achieving it. A strong strategy is built around the idea that how much you need to have saved for retirement is contingent on how much you intend to spend in retirement. Oh, okay. I think it's good to remember that our financial needs in retirement are always unique to us. You're always saying that, Matt, that everybody's situation is different. So there's certainly not a template that's going to apply to everyone then. No, I was actually talking to some people this weekend, properly socially distanced, of course. And uh, we were saying, you know, they were making the point about this uh, surgeon who works at the local hospital and they couldn't believe that this person drove a Subaru. And I was like, what is that? Oh, they, pro they make like $600,000 a year. I said, yeah, well, maybe the way they spend 
allows them to retire earlier. Or maybe because of other decisions they've made, you know, they have to drive that Subaru instead of whatever Aston Martin you think they should be driving so that they can eventually retire. Everybody has different has different expenses associated with life, different uh, things that they want to spend their money on in the future. So there is no one t- template. You know, along those same lines, there's another myth that look like a retiree is going to need around 70 to 80% of their pre-retirement income. Now that's built around the idea that retirees have lower expenses and also gladly give up some of the comforts they've grown to enjoy. And it's true. Some expenses go away after retire, but it's also that super possible and more than likely that others are going to increase. We do some plans for some people and they go from spending let's call it X amount of dollars a year, their first couple of years of retirement, they're looking at X plus a factor, you know? So there is, there. It, certainly some people scale down their lives and go much simpler in retirement. Some people really aim to step it up because they've been working really hard. So there's no, again, there's no one size fits all for retirement. Right. Your, reti- your, your strategy for retirement income should fully address your preferred lifestyle. Does the Forbes article address savings vehicles like 401k plans? Yeah. It's, did you get that? Because I said a vehicle like a Subaru. Is that a vehicle? <laughs> uh, no, I don't does. equate my 401k to a Subaru. Okay. Well, it, they're similar. Maybe they're both trustworthy, <laughs> right? Hopefully. I don't know. Um, it, it notes another common retirement myth is that maxing out your 401k is all you need to do to be prepared for retirement. So while contributing to a 401k may be a good way to prepare your finances for retirement, truth is for some people, 401k won't be enough to maintain their pre-retirement lifestyle. Sure. And so it sounds like relying too much on your 401k means you might need a part-time job after you retire then. <laughs> well, working longer or getting a part-time job if you haven't saved enough is actually our next myth. Of course. It is. Why yeah, so, Since I just said right? it. Why yeah. not? Let's make that myth now, right? <laughs> so working until you're 70 or even older sounds like an easy solution. The choice may not be completely yours. Unforeseen changes to your health may inhibit your ability to continue working. Uh, Pandemics may happen. I think we just found that out. Uh, Additionally, an unexpected layoffs, downsizing could derail your plan to keep working. Finding part-time work isn't always easy. Well-paying jobs that let you work one day a week aren't all that common. A lot of retirees find the idea of working part-time at a retail store very unappealing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And it does make sense, though, to me that working a little longer or getting a part-time job after you've retired may not be as easy as it sounds. I agree. You know, the the article highlights another common myth, too, is that the idea that you shouldn't retire until your mortgage is paid off. Many people are concerned about carrying too much debt in retirement. but So I can't retire stable, until I'm 120? That's a lot. Yeah, 120. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we talked to that 80 year mortgage we said was a bad idea when you brought it up. <laughs> 80 year. <laughs> I actually, we just reduced ours from 30 to 15 because of the low interest rates and are making go. the same payments. So, yeah, great idea right now. If you take advantage of those things. But, you know, and that's it. If you have a favorable, favorable interest rate, that debt might not be a major point of concern. Hey, right. maybe you just, you know, sped up the years you get to retire instead of having to retire later. Now, if you're considering downsizing, buying a smaller home with cash, you may want to weigh the benefits of being debt-free against the opportunity cost of not having that cash available for other purposes like retirement income vehicles. And I think it's that's a good way to look at it. I mean, for some people, 
getting that mortgage paid off at the cost of other financial possibilities might not be the best move. Yeah, I can't. I, I have a lot. I've worked with a lot of people over the years that that is such an overriding concern of theirs to pay off their mortgage so quickly. Yep. And it is very rare. I mean, sometimes don't get me wrong. It sometimes it works out. But unless you got into a really bad mortgage, chances are you're probably in better shape making other moves than paying your mortgage yeah. off quicker. Yep. Unless you can refi and pay it off quicker without having to change your payment, right? There you but go. Even then, that's what we did. Yeah. So if that's the case, great. Well, maybe you could keep the same terms, cut the amount that you're paying in half and earn more. I, there's a hundred different ways to do it. So yep. there's, but again, there's just no one size fits all. And some people just have that in their head. Like I want to own that thing. I don't want anybody to be able to take it away from me. Well, if you paid it off and you don't have it when you're 48, but you didn't create enough income for when you're 76, the city can still take it away from you because you can't afford your taxes. Yeah. Right. So you right. have to make sure you plan it right. Yeah. And that's why you need a financial planner like yourself who's looking at all these things in the big picture. So you've been doing some serious retirement myth busting here. Do you have one more for us before we go today? I think I have another good one, Tony. It, it, it turns out that in some cases, the notion that your investment should always be conservative as you age isn't necessarily true. And according to this Forbes article and according to my opinion as well, when it comes to investments, it can be a wise move to work with a financial services professional who's positioned to examine your needs, your goals, help you build a robust financial strategy that's uniquely tailored to you. Right. There, I, 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 I'm not going to say it again because I've said it enough but your situation is going to be unique. Yeah. And I've always thought that if a person doesn't have to figure out something as complicated as a financial strategy alone, they shouldn't. In fact, my my thought is if a person doesn't have to do math by themselves, they shouldn't. <laughs> Whenever possible, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I may not always be happy with my cell phone coverage, but I certainly don't want to have to put the science into building my own network. <laughs> right. It's, boom. I like that analogy. That's perfect. <laughs> In fact, uh, that's you dropped the mic on that one. We're going to have to end on that. Uh, okay. That's, that's well. a powerful analogy. But, uh, yeah, we're out of time for today's show. Why don't you let our listeners know the, how they can get a hold of you? Sure. It, it, call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. I'm sorry. You mentioned it in the beginning, and I can't help but hit the hyphen so hard for the rest of the day, Tony. Yeah, the hyphen, <laughs> hyphen. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can't get our URL to add a few more special characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and are people? Can you say dash? If you say hyphen, <laughs> are people gonna spell out hyphen in the name? Well, the, <laughs> I, they might just be as likely to spell dash, I guess. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Matt, and a good show today. You busted a lot of myths that are out there. Uh, that aren't necessarily true. You have to look at, you have to kind of like peel back the layers, like you said earlier. So a great show today, listeners. That does it for this episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252. 
or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC, Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.